welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. And so tonight, uh, the title to my message is Faith in Motion. Faith in Motion. Um, because, and I asked the Lord for a picture why He said that faith in motion, because faith is like a wheel in motion. Once it gets going and perpetuates, the distance to where God wants to take you, how far He wants to take you, how far He wants you to experience Him, there's no distance to it. Once it perpetuates and gets going, that will in motion, your faith will grow more and more and more. It'll go from strength to strength, faith to faith, glory to glory. So faith in motion. And today and tonight is all about understanding and putting your faith into motion, about living by faith. Walking by faith. Can you hear it? We're to live by faith. We're to walk by faith. We're not just to, just, uh, you know, say we're people of faith. We're to live in this place of faith. And so 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. See, most people today, even Christians, even in the name and based on doing something for God, will only do it if they see it first. Will only put it into action if they see it first. If you see it first, then you're not exercising faith and you're cancelling out the move of God in your life. We regularly cancel out the supernatural because we have to see the, the natural. We are natural beings, but God has put super on our natural. Right now you're sitting on a chair and you're putting faith in that chair. You're just lucky there's really good strong beams holding that chair up right now. <laughs> We're putting faith in that chair because we, we, we've got faith for natural things, but God wants us to put faith in the supernatural things. The things that, you, that are invisible, He wants to become visible. Let's pray. Father, I wanna thank You for tonight. I wanna thank You, Lord, for Your Word. And Lord, while our worship has been for You, the Word is for us. And tonight, as faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, I pray, Lord, that a spirit of faith will be deposited in our hearts. That Lord, that would not go out this place without knowing, God, that You have touched us and You have impacted us with Your Word because the integrity of Your Word, God, is, is, is what we are to live on. So we thank You for it, Lord. And I ask God that You use me, help me articulate what You want me to articulate in Your Name. Amen. Cool. So Romans 1.17. I'm just going to share a little bit of Scripture here. And I'm going to read from the Passage Translation. It says, This Gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness, a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe. And it moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith. This is what the Scripture means when it says, we are right with God through life-giving faith. All the righteous shall live by faith. It moves us from receiving the life of faith to the power of living by faith. Galatians 3, 11, 14 says, For the Scriptures reveal, and it is obvious, that no one achieves the righteousness of God by attempting to keep the law. For it is written, 
Those who have been made holy will live by faith. It's the righteous that shall live by faith. There are many people today, instead of living by faith, they are living with a sense of hopelessness. They feel like giving up. They feel like quitting. They feel like tapping out. There's a deep sense of despair in their life in all, in, rather than living by faith. And we see that in the writings of Hebrews. The author of Hebrews was writing to those who are actually on the verge of the same thing, of quitting and going back to their old ways, their old lifestyle. These people were not tempted to go back to the world's way of, that some may have been. They're not going back to substance abuse. They're not going back to the bottle. They're not going back to their abusive relationship. They're not going back to that dead end job. They're going back to a religious system. They were think, considering on going back to a religious system, the old Jewish laws. They were wanting, considering on going back to that. And we begin in the Hebrews chapter 10. They were going to fall away from grace and go back to that. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, the writer of Hebrews says this, So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great rewards it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need right now. That's a word for some of us so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away, are we? We are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Any faithful ones here tonight? I love the way the passage translation says it too. It says, don't lose your bold, courageous faith for you are destined for a great reward. Come on, don't lose your brave, courageous faith because you are destined for a reward. He is saying, I'm writing to you so you don't throw in the towel, so you don't feel like giving up, so you don't quit, so you don't tap out. I'm writing to you so you don't throw away this confident expectation of who I am in you. For the righteous shall live by faith. In other words, whatever faith is, that is how you should live. Faith is supposed to be a lifestyle. It's not an event. We, we were taught over, the, over this period that faith is of the heart, it's not the head. Faith is in your heart. Faith is not a concept you visit or give it a go. I'll give this Christianity a go. That's not faith. It's a lifestyle you possess because the righteous shall live by faith. So in other words, if you're not living by faith, you are negating your righteousness. The righteous who get to live by faith gets to experience God in action. That's when your faith is in motion, when you live by faith. So let us come back now. Let's bring us back to what is faith again, because I think some of us just need a bit of a reminder. And how does it work? And we're gonna go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, because faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God, right? It says, Now faith is 
is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So now faith is the substance. See, faith must have substance. It must have the stuff. It must have the legs that you can stand on, the legs that you can live by, the legs you can walk by. Faith is only as meaningful as the substance to which it is attached to. So if you've got faith in bad stuff, then what's gonna come out? Bad stuff. If you've got more faith in the things that you fear, which is false evidence appearing real, instead of faith, Father, all into Thy hands, then what's gonna come out is fear. Whatever you've got faith in the substance in, that is what's gonna come out. So to understand faith, you have to look to the substance of things hopeful. Because faith is not an emotion. It's not necessarily how you feel because feelings shift based upon the information that you've received. Have you ever received some information and it's caused your emotion to get fearful? It's caused your emotion to uh, uh, be unstable. Faith is tied to substance that's not yet seen or experienced with our five senses, but convinced it is real based upon the integrity of the subject. And the subject is God. Because He said, after you've done the will of God, as you continually do God's will, the subject is God. In other words, we've got to have faith in God, not have faith in faith. There's lots of people that say they have faith, but they've got faith in their head, not in their heart. And to have faith, you've got to, in God, the God kind of faith, you've got to know the God of the Word. You've got to know His character. You've got to know His will for your life. And you won't know that until you read the Word of God, then you'll know His character. Because if you you know the God of the Word, you know His character, you know that God is for you, is not against you. You can have this constant expectation of good, no matter what the circumstances are saying around you. It's the substance. Say substance. This is actually the most important message and foundation to living by faith. Because if you don't know the character of God, you don't know the will of God for your life, you've got no substance. And if you don't know the subject to the substance, which is God, then you're in deep weedies. You, that's where a relationship with God comes into it. You've got to know the God of the Word in order for you to know the will of God for your life. Foundation stuff, right? Important. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, For without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. See, faith is not one of the things you need. It is the very key you need if you want to experience God. Without it, in other words, with faith, we please God. If we don't have faith, it's displeasing to God. See, when you exercise faith, what you are doing, you are challenging God's integrity. You're taking God at His Word. To not believe the integrity of God's Word is to call Him a liar. I don't wanna be doing that. See, the definition of faith is simply is acting like God is telling the truth. Come on, 
is acting like God is telling the truth. It's not feeling like God is telling the truth. It's not saying that God is telling the truth. Faith is of the heart, not the head, is acting like God is telling the truth. That's why the Bible says it's walking by faith. It's living by faith. Not talking, feeling, thinking by faith. It's faith in motion. Is acting like God is telling the truth. Oh, I'm doing a Pastor Chris now. Hey, <laughs> woo. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Unless faith has hit your feet, it's not faith at all. Come on. Unless faith has hit your feet, it's not faith at all. If it's only intellectual or a concept, it hasn't been mixed with action, it's not the real God kind of faith. Because faith causes you to step out on water. Faith causes you to look to the One, amen? Even when you feel like you're sinking, to look to the author and developer of your faith. That's what true faith is, is to get out of the boat, step out and do what God has called you to do. Even when you don't see it, even when you can't feel it, even when you can't hear Him, but you know He's telling you to do it. That's what faith is. If you want a concrete manifestation of God, what you believe about God must be exercised. This is so good, I wrote it. So that God can... (laughs) If If you want a concrete manifestation of God, what you believe about God must be exercised so that God can be concrete in your life, not a theory in your head. God is real. God has power. God has promises. But you won't see it fully until you put your faith into action. Faith moves. Faith has action. And if there's no motion, it is dormant. It's still, but it's still there. See, faith is acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order so it might be so, simply because God said so. Faith is a fact, but it's also an act. And it's not like in acting classes, it's acting on the integrity of His Word because it's acting like God is telling the truth because this is the truth. This is the original information. See, true faith, true faith cannot be extinguished. You don't go to Jesus because He's your preference. You go to Him because He is your life. For it's in Him that you live and you move and you have your being. Now let's go to 11, chapter 11, verse 2 in Hebrews. So faith is the substance of things hopeful. And in verse 2, it says, Through their faith, and we're talking about now the people of old, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. So here now, the writer of Hebrews is taking us back to the men and women of old in the Old Testament. And he makes this statement in verse 1 that tells us what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hopeful with the evidence of things not seen. Then here in verse 2, he's testifying to the, about the witnesses in the Old Testament to confirm to us as New Testament believers what we need to do to understand what it is to live by faith. It's very clear what he's asking us to do here because what worked for them will work for us. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And so here we see that the writer of Hebrews starts talking about some of these witnesses to the life of faith. In fact, they're called the heroes of faith. 
It was by faith that Abel believed God and brought a more acceptable offering. I thought about that. I thought, so there must be offerings that aren't acceptable to God. It was by faith that Enoch believed God and was taken to heaven without dying. It was by faith that Noah believed God and built an ark. It was by faith that Abraham believed God and became a father to the promise of Isaac and became a father of many nations. It was by faith that Sarah believed God and became a mother at a very old age. And Lord, please don't test me on this one. Became a mother of nations. It was by faith that Moses believed God and became a deliverer for his people. There's a whole list of people. There's many more patriarchs of faith that show up in this life of faith of these heroes. King David was one of them that showed up. They were testifying to confirm that verse one is the truth for us to understand what faith is. That's why He brought it up. He says, by it, the New King James Version says it this way, by it, the saints of old were approved. They earned a good reputation. That means that is they're validated and they are vindicated. There is nothing like when God validates you, when you are living by faith. He's gonna come and He will vindicate for you and He will validate you. Because at the end of chapter 10, the writer says, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to grow to do God's will, then you will receive all that He has promised. See, some of us, we're picking and choosing what the in the Word of God. We, We sometimes disregard the things that we don't like. And it's like for some of us, we're like doing fruit picking. You know, I'll pick that apple from that tree because that's good. Have you ever gone to the supermarket? No, you shouldn't do it. But you know that the good fruit's down the bottom and you move the stuff on the top and you get the fruit down the bottom? Oh, is that just me? (laughs) And that's what some of us do with the Word of God. It's like we're fruit picking. We'll pick out what we like and what we don't like. But that's not how we should live. The Bible says it's the just that shall live by faith in God's Word as we do and continue to do God's will and believe and act according to everything that God has called us to do. He says, the righteous shall live by faith. See, to live by faith is what the three Hebrew boys did. Hebrew boys did. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 16, Carolyn's paraphrase. We believe God, they said, we believe God can deliver us. But even if He doesn't, we are not gonna bow down to your gods because we trust God. That's what the three Hebrew boys did. We are not gonna bow down to the God of this world because faith is a lifestyle and it's not an event. And some of you, you felt like you've been in a lion's den. Some of you feel like your your faith has been tested. But even when they were tested and tried going through the fire, they trusted God. That's what real faith is. When you you feel like you just can't do anything, you just gotta keep looking to the author and the developer of your faith. In Habakkuk 3.17, and I'm gonna do it in Carolyn's paraphrase again. In other words, though all outward means of support should fail. Actually, let me read it first in the Scripture. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms 
And this is the little prophet Habakkuk. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle bands are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. That's what lifestyle living is all about when we live a life of faith. He says, Though all outward means of support should fail, yet will I still have a firm confidence in the power, the goodness and the faithfulness of God, that He will preserve me and supply me with all things necessary. And therefore, amidst the most threatening appearances of affairs, I shall still preserve inward peace and serenity of mind as trusting in Him in whom is everlasting strength. That's what faith is. That is what living by faith is all about. That's faith in motion. He said, even if I'm still going to, I'm going to still rejoice because I know God, even though I can't see a change in my situation, because I believe in the integrity of God's Word over my circumstance. The Hebrews 11 says, well, actually in Hebrews 11, there's some interesting characters in Hebrews 11. Have you read them? You know what? If I was putting these guys some of these guys on the list, I don't know if I would have added them to them. Because in there, there's a prostitute. In there, there's a, a player. Samson was a player. He's a womaniser. In there was, lie, was a liar. In there were a lot of people messed up. But yet, God called them heroes in faith. Why is that? Because it's not our righteousness. It's faith in God and acting like God is telling the truth. And when God calls them to do something, they do it. And I don't know about you, but that's good news for some of us. Because even if you have failed, even if you have messed up your life right now, you can decide tonight that you're gonna believe the integrity of God's Word rather than your situation, your circumstance. Even if things look dead right now, God's able to resurrect it. He, he, he's one that turns our messed up life into a message. But what we must do is act upon His Word because faith is acting like God is telling the truth. There is hope for us, but we need to stop faking it until we make it. And we need to start faithing it so we can make it. Stop playing church. Stop playing Christianity. Take God seriously and live by faith and stop saying, I'll give this Christianity go because that's not faith at all. That's faith in the head. Faith is believing God and taking His Word as the final authority in your life taking God's Word seriously, doubt your doubts and live by faith because the just shall live by faith. Seriously, how can we expect God to move in our lives if we are doubting His Word and we're living by our own choices? How can we do that if we're making our own choices and not living for Him? What we're saying is, you're a liar, God, but bless me anyway. You're a liar, God, but give me a better job. You're a liar, God, but change my situation if we're not taking God's Word as the final authority and we're not fruit picking, picking the best parts that suit us, but taking His Word as final authority. Final point, 
Hebrews 11 verse 3, verse 3 now. By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So he's saying to make my final point about faith, I wanna take you back to the beginning. I wanna take you back to Genesis 1.1. This world we do see was created by someone and something you don't see. And the word creator, where in Genesis 1.1, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. The word creator is called Elohim. And verse three in New King James says, by faith, the world was created, plural. And we see in the other passage of translation, it says the entire universe, not just the earth, the whole universe. I just want to under, for us to understand the bigness of God, the hugeness of God, the, the, the universe that we can't see, the earth that we can see, and only a little bit through the telescope that what we can see. See, the galaxies that exist was created by someone you can't see using stuff you can't see to create a universe you can see. And we have people now trying to look through a telescope that even our strongest ones still can't see them all. And that's what the writer means when he says, faith is the substance of things hoped for with the evidence of things not yet seen. See, He did it. He spoke the world into creation by the rhema word. That word rhema means to utter, divine utterance. He spoke it, He uttered it and it wasn't just, it, it became as He uttered the word. Romans 4.17 says, God calls those things that are not as if they are. That means you and I, we can create through the spoken word because with the God in us has called us to do that. That's why the centurion soldier said, Jesus, all you gotta do is speak the Word and I know my servant will be healed. And He's called us to utter and speak the Word over our situation. See, we live in a world that's been had. We live in a world that's telling us when we go to university that evolution is the answer. To believe the world came from this prime evil slime, that it grew into an amoeba, that grew into a monkey, that developed self-consciousness and became a man. You actually have to go to university to find that out. That's man's ego and pride. That's man's wisdom, not God's wisdom. That's not the God kind of faith. See, we must place our faith and trust on the integrity of God's Word. The Bible needs to be the final authority, the original information, if we're gonna live this God kind of faith. Let me tell you what God's Word is. There is one Bible telling one story and it's consistent. There's 66 books written by four different authors covering over 1500 years and written in three different languages. The Bible also contains 1,800 to 2,500 prophecies, many of which have been fulfilled and some we're still waiting for. The archaeological evidence proves historically reliability. 25,000 sites in the Old Testament have been located. 
And lastly, while some historians deny the spiritual lessons of the event, they don't deny the events took place. That is the Word of God, one story, consistent, and every prophecy apart from Jesus is coming back has been fulfilled. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is God-breathed and written by the inspiration from God. See, we've got to trust the author who has authority and the power over the universe. I don't understand it, but I know who wrote it. It has integrity and He is my Creator. See, since God is the same yesterday, today and forever, He still operates on the same faith principle that what you see came from what you don't see. And it's just like when you go to a chemist, and I've been guilty of this, in fact, getting prescriptions of, and even vitamins, you know, I need a vitamin for this, I've been prescribed this. You go, go to the chemist, you get a script, but it's only gonna work if you take the medication. It's only gonna work if you take the vitamins. It's not gonna work if you have the vitamins or the medication in your cupboard. And that's what the Word of God is. The Word of God will only come alive if you open it up and make it your medication and start speaking and eating and reading and muttering and uttering over the Word of God and confessing the Word of God over your situation. See, we can speak the Word of God and the Word of God will speak back to us and will speak into your situation. We must align ourselves in every area of our lives, not just what suits us, not just in church life, but my, our careers, our money, our family, our relationships, our singlehood, our married life, in everything. Does God have integrity on every subject and substance on your life? You might say, Carolyn, I don't see it. You won't see it until you're moving in faith. Because then faith turns into sight. God spoke the divine utterance and these things came into existence. So let's put our faith into motion. Our subject is God. By faith, the patriarchs believe God. We gotta know the God of the Word and that only comes through a relationship with Him. When you know God, you know His will, you know the character of God. He's not there trying to beat you over the head or punish you. Romans 8.1 says, For there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Faith in motion is to live by faith, to walk by faith, to act like God is telling the truth because that is original information. Then the substance is that after you've done the will of God is knowing the will of God and doing the will of God. And lastly, to speak, to speak the rhema word, the divine utterance of God. Learn to trust God's integrity even when you learn to act on the unseen. Subject is God, substance is His Word and the unseen Word and the spoken Word. That's how we live in a faith motion, walking by faith. This is 
the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.